I wasn't planning to do a show today. I had interviewed Jerry from P3, and that is still going to go up shortly. Uh, but something happened in the world of pinball last night, and I, I don't know. I slept on it, and I thought to myself, you know what? Let me just air for you what's going on inside my head right now around a particular game. And the reason why I want to do this show a little bit differently and not start off with, you know, my intro music, and I will get to my theme song in a little bit, uh, but I wanted to just have a little bit of a conversation with you about a game that I've been really excited about, and I am still really excited about it. Um, But again, just because of what happened last night, I feel compelled as someone who has a check out there and a deposit down for a $12,500 version of this game, I think it's only right that we're allowed to ask questions and wonder what will be in the final product of the game that we're waiting for. If you haven't guessed it by now, that game is Willy Wonka. Now, here's what I want to talk about on this episode. I want to talk about where this game is going. Not from a design standpoint in terms of layout, not in terms of mechanisms, not in terms of artwork. I think we know where those things are with the game, and we're very satisfied with those things in the game. Uh, the sound in the game is has people somewhat polarized, uh, but we'll see where that lands. For me, what I want to talk about on this episode is, quite frankly, the way the game will be coded and how the code of the game will bring to life the Willy Wonka movie that we all love, the iconic film of Willy Wonka. Okay, and so here's what I want to talk about. The question I have, the question that is on my mind, the question that I've asked of people who are working on the game, and I just can't seem to get a a straight answer on this, and that's why I want to do this podcast because I think all of us should just ask this very basic question is, how will the iconic scenes from Willy Wonka that we all love, that we all have grown up with, that have been around since 1971, how will those iconic scenes, how will they translate into this pinball game? And you know me, you've listened to this podcast. I love when a pinball machine tells a story, okay? And so this is one of the most iconic stories of all time. Now, the thing about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when you think about the narrative of the film and of the book, it does have a very linear narrative progression. And we all grew up loving that progression. There's probably no better story that starts at this incredible beginning of the search for the golden tickets. All right, there are five golden tickets out there, and the beginning of the movie sets the tension so perfectly, right? You have to find one, and people all over the world are hunting for the tickets. And then you have the five children who locate the tickets, Charlie being the final one, that memorable moment. They meet at the gates of the Wonka factory, and then the movie just takes you in all these amazing different directions. Each room, Each room holds a new mystery, a new adventure, a new terrifying interaction with the chocolate factory for the children, okay? And we all remember that. And pinball, if you think about pinball outside of this movie, pinball is a game in which we are used to modes and modes representing objectives in the game. And that is how pinball has been for so many years and decades. And so if I zoom out and I think about we have this incredible movie, 
in which there are all these iconic scenes that we remember. We remember the dialogue. We remember the speeches. We remember the bratty kids and all the things they said in each scene. We remember like what happens to them and how it progresses in each scene. And then you think about pinball. How can you not say, well, wait a minute. This would make the most amazing pinball game. Because you could have each of those iconic scenes transferred over into the pinball game. Okay? Now, we're going to talk about that on episode 353 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Is Willy Wonka, the iconic movie, being transferred over into the pinball game in the way it should be? Let's hit the theme music right now. So welcome back to the show. So here's what happened to me last night that is the reason why I'm doing this show. There was a new stream of Willy Wonka Pinball, and it was being streamed by, is it IE Pinball um, or Flipperbat Pinball? I think it's IE Pinball uh, and like on tiltpinball.com. They were streaming Willy Wonka on Twitch last night, and I, and I heard that there was some new code updates, so I went in and I watched the game, right? They're streaming it. Jersey Jack gave them a game. Um, they're streaming the, the machine. Even though I have told Jack time and time again, stop streaming the games until uh, the games are done so that you're not getting people fatigued by looking at it time and time again. But here we go. Old habits die hard. Another stream of Willy Wonka. Okay. Now look, at what point do I have permission to sort of ask questions about this game? Right? You're, you, they've asked me for you know, a deposit down on a $12,500 game. So I'm in the stream. I'm watching the stream. And I'm not seeing a tremendous amount of new stuff. There's some new call-outs. I think there's like an Oompa Loompa sound effects that happen when you hit the pop bumpers. Uh, there's like I heard there's like a jackpot call-out that comes from the movie. But I'm looking at the screen. I keep staring at the screen, and I'm not seeing the one thing that I expected to see more of, or some of, because I haven't seen hardly any of it, if any. I don't see any of the movie clips from the iconic scenes from the movie with voice actors talking. Uh, you Sometimes you see it in the background, uh, but there's no dialogue, and I'm still not seeing any of that. And so what I started to do was I started to ask questions in the chat, saying, hmm, I'm getting a little worried uh, I don't see any of the scenes from the movie with callouts, and is that going to happen, or is it just going to be like this, where the goals of the game are to collect Wonka bars and then do this and do that, but it doesn't seem like the goals of the game are going to be completing modes that are inspired by the iconic scenes in the movie. Now, I always say this on this podcast. I always say that marketing is really important. I always say that Marketing isn't just about how you sell a game. Marketing is how you're going to make the game, right? All that's a marketing decision. So when they sat in a room at JJP and they said, we're going to make Willy Wonka pinball, right? Did, did they not just come to the simple conclusion that this movie is perfect for pinball and here's how it should be? We should have modes that are based on every single iconic scene in the game. And I'm going to get back to that later, um, something that came from the coder himself. But here's, here's the crazy part. Here's what everybody wants. Here's what all of you out there want from a Willy Wonka pinball machine. You want to have a mode 
in which the goal of that mode is to collect the five golden tickets for each kid. Now, each of you select which kid you're going to... So imagine that. Imagine the mode starts and it's like, which one of the five kids' tickets do you want to go after now? And what you want is you want to be able to select like Veruca Salt. And when Veruca Salt's golden ticket mode starts, you want to hear these clips, you want to see this video, and you want to hear the callouts from the film that you just remember and love so much. So imagine a scene like this, a mode in the game like this, where you are collecting her golden ticket, and you know, the shots, each time the shots are hit properly in the right order, it progresses to another call out from her. Okay, so if you remember the scene, you're in her daddy's factory and he's got all the line workers opening up tons of Wonka bar boxes and she's complaining to her dad how she wants the first ticket. All right, I'm going to play the clip now and I want you just to close your eyes, listen to this, imagine playing a pinball game in which this is the mode and again, you, you, it's like you, you're trying to hit like eight shots in a row and that each shot will trigger a new call out from her and her father ending up with the final shot in which the woman on the line finds the golden ticket. How amazing would that be? Listen to this right now. I want you to be the first to find a golden ticket, Daddy. I know, Angel. We're doing the best we can. I've got every girl on the bleeding staff hunting for you. All right, where is it? Why haven't they found it? Veruca, sweetheart, I'm not a magician. Give me time. I want it now. What's the matter with those twerps down there? For five days now, the entire flipping factory's been on the job. They haven't shelled a peanut in there since Monday. They've been shelling flaming chocolate bars from dawn to dusk. Make them work nights. They're not even trying. They don't want to find it. They're jealous of me. Sweetheart, I can't push them no harder. 19,000 bars an hour they're shelling. 760,000 they've done so far. You promised, Daddy. You promised I'd have it the very first day. I won't talk to you ever again. You're a rotten, mean father. You'll never give me anything I want. And I won't go to school till I have it. Baruka, sweetheart, angel. Now, there are only four tickets left in the whole world, and the whole ruddy world's hunting for them. What can I do? I got it! I got it, Mr. Stoll! Here it is! time, too! I want it! I mean, how easy would it have been to take that scene and slice it up into eight different parts of all those iconic callouts and make a mode about finding Veruca's ticket, right? Are we gonna see that? I mean, that's, that's my question. It's my very basic question. How are we not gonna see that in the game? Or are we going to see it in the game? And that's all I want. I just want an answer on whether or not that is how this game is going to be. Um, you know, you can't tell me we're not gonna have a scene in which Mike TV, right? You got the Wonka vision in the game. Right? There's not going to be a mode that's all about sending Mike TV through the, you know, the WonkaVision and, and appearing small on that WonkaVision TV. Right? Remember that scene? How easy would it be to take this scene and dice it up a few times into a bunch of shots uh, to the point where like you start out by sending the Wonka bar across the WonkaVision and then he jumps in and you get these amazing callouts. And here's the thing too. It's all about the callouts and the connection between the characters, Willy Wonka, the parents, and the scene. That is what people love so much about this movie. You can't extract those elements and how those elements combined in the film uh, in the pinball experience and expect people to fall in love with it. 
You can't do it. It has to be connected the way we remember. That's the key of nostalgia. When you start dicing it up differently, it ruins our memories of what we love. Remember that scene? Let me play it for you right now. Look at me. I'm going to be the first person in the world to be sent by television. Hey, get away from that thing. Stop. Don't. Come back. I mean, you see what I'm talking about? The mother calling out in anguish. Willie's, o- Willie's always got this sort of like, well, I told him not to do it kind of attitude. Stop, don't. I love it. And then you've got like the other kids just are just bewildered by what's going on. And you've got the magic of the actual thing occurring. But we remember it in those order, you know, in that order. And you can't, Yeah, I, I'm just, that's my question is like, I don't know if we're going to get that. And, you know, are we not going to get Violet eating the gum and her describing the flavors of the gum to the point? Imagine this as a mode. You know, you have to progress Violet through her gum chewing experience. And you've got the clips from that scene. And she starts off and Willie's telling her not to eat the gum and he hasn't perfected it yet. And then she describes the different courses. Let me play it for you right now. How good of a mode would this be? This little piece of gum is a three-course dinner. Bull. No, roast beef, but I haven't got it quite right yet. I don't care. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. So long as it's gum, then that's for me. Violet, now don't you do anything stupid. (gasps) What's it taste like? It's tomato soup. It's hot and creamy. I can actually feel it running down my throat. Stop. Don't. Hey, the second course is coming up. Roast beef and a baked potato. Mmm. With sour cream? What's for dessert, baby? Dessert? Here it comes. Blueberry pie and cream. It's the most marvelous blueberry pie that I've ever tasted. Holy Toledo, what's happening to your face? Cool it, Dad. Let me finish. Yeah, but your face is turning blue. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. What are you talking about? Violet, what are you doing now? You're blowing up. I feel funny. I'm not surprised. What's happening? You're blowing up like a balloon. Like a blueberry. Somebody do something. Call a doctor. Stick her with a pin. She'll pop. It happens every time. They all become blueberries. You've really done it this time, haven't you, Wonka? I'll break you for this. Oh, well, I'll get it right in the end. Help! Help! Oh, we gotta let the air out of her quick. There's no air in there. Hmm? That's juice. Juice? Would you roll the young lady down to the juicing room at once, please? What for? For squeezing. She has to be squeezed immediately before she explodes. Explodes? It's a fairly simple operation. So if they are wise, they will listen to Canada. This game, I hope, finds a way to code those kinds of iconic scenes into it the way we remember. And I've said it before, I love this game. I, I think the layout is great. I think the shots are great. I think everything about it really blew me away. But the one part that wasn't quite finished was very early on was the code. 
And I keep hearing people say, well, don't worry. Don't worry that you're not seeing the movie scenes come through because it's early and it's JJP. And of course, of course, they'll put everything that you want into the game. And I hear that sort of like broad sort of, um, what's the best way to say it? It's sort of like a, a broad, calming, like don't worry, like uh, they're definitely going to figure it out kind of sentiment. But I don't know. I mean, the, look at the issues they had with Pirates of the Caribbean when it came to assets. So I'm not quite sure where these assets are going to fall. But here's the one thing. I just want to read you, you know, again, and I, I've already read this on air, but after seeing more and more of the game, I, I keep being reminded by one thing that, that Joe Katz said in his email back to me, and, and Jack shared it with me. And, and I want you to just draw the conclusion on whether or not you think this statement means that we're not going to see kinds of things like I just described on this podcast in this game. And, and then you're going to have to make up a decision on whether or not, uh, you know, it's you think it's the right way to approach Willy Wonka. The other question I have is, man, I'm like, if you think about Jersey Jack's history, uh, they often, you know, they show this stuff before it's on the line. And what that does is it gives us a chance to critique it and ask for things to be changed, right? I mean, look at The Hobbit. They changed the entire art package. It took a year uh, before the game came out. Look at Pirates of the Caribbean. They took out some of the mechanisms. So, so Willy Wonka, you know, the game in which I, I praised it to high heaven the, the one, and I always say this on my show, are they going to find one thing that's always going to be the Achilles heel of the game and then it's just going to make it hard for people to get over it? I still think this game is going to sell a ton of them, but that's not what you guys want. What you want is a game that brings to life the theme that you absolutely love. And of course, we always say we want Jersey Jack to make our dream themes. But here's the thing. When it comes to movie clips... And I, I don't just see this as movie clips. I see it as like iconic scenes from the film. Joe Katz said, and I'm, I'm reading this word for word. I wanted to make a game that felt different than just here is a mode and here is a scene that goes with it. Okay. He says that has been done a lot in recent history. So this game is not going to have a slew of movie clips associated with specific modes rinse repeat style okay i mean i think we have our answer right there now my issue with that statement is quite frankly this there's a reason joe why this is done a lot in pinball there's a reason why this is done in pinball machines that are based upon themes that we love because the pinball designers and coders, their job is not to take an iconic movie or theme that we love and just do whatever they want and take a completely different approach with that theme than we remember. Their job, and I believe this, their job is to pay homage to the theme that we love. Their job as a coder, like Lyman Sheets coding Batman 66, his job is to make a game that taps into the elements and the things that I love about Batman 66 and to bring that show to life through the pinball machine. And if you play that game, it's all mode-based, 
It's all mode-based based upon the seasons of Batman 66, and it brings those characters and those villains to life and those episodes to life in a way that makes everybody happy, okay? He didn't say like, oh, I'm just going to like throw that out because it's rinse, repeat. Same thing with a game, another game that I love. Another game that I think is the best possible way to bring an iconic story to life, and that game is Lord of the Rings. Imagine Lord of the Rings without the modes that represent the iconic scenes in the film. How do you how do you even do that? You know, and so Willy Wonka to me, if I look at it as a narrative, it's the easiest sort of narrative to bring to life in a pinball machine. You've only got five kids, a chocolate factory, five iconic moments in which they find their tickets five iconic different rooms, maybe six, in the chocolate factory in which each kid interacts with the Willy Wonka magical world. And then you have the hero character, Charlie, who's being pulled through this journey. And who does everybody relate to in this movie? Well, maybe we all have different personalities that each kid sort of embodies, but it's such an iconic story. The journey of Charlie, the poor boy, who then inherits the chocolate factory. How do you take that story that time has told us is iconic and how do you not just put that into the game the exact way we got it from Warner Brothers, the exact way we got it from Gene Wilder, from the author? You know, it's not about just randomly collecting Wonka bars to get to multi-balls. Like, that. I just, I'm worried. And I... I know it's really early to be worried, uh, but I want to share with you where I'm at right now. This is what this podcast does. You know, someone's like, oh, wait, Chris, wait, wait six months. Don't say anything. Just wait. See, but that's not about what this show's about. I'm not here just waiting uh, till I get my game. My show has always existed to call it like I see it. And I think some of you thought like I went to Jersey Jack and now I'm just going to be like a Jersey Jack shill and I'm not going to say how I feel about all these games. This podcast will always do this. I, I'm looking at all these games constructively. I still think this game is incredible. But I, again, I just am getting a little worried that the Achilles heel of Willy Wonka is what I've described on this podcast. And I, every stream I watch, every time I see the game now, I'm just looking for one thing. I'm just looking for the iconic moments in that film that I remember as a kid coming through. And here's the other part. If for some reason they just, that's not what they have, or they have like, there's a licensing issue, that's fine. Here's the thing, just tell us that. You know, that's the other part. Like, do you have just 10 minutes of footage or 20 minutes, or you couldn't get the licensing deal with the actors and the voices? Whatever it is, just tell us the truth. We're all grown adults. Like, the truth is the truth on pirates. Like, we all know the realities of the licensing agreement on pirates. And so, you know, what happened? They sold a thousand of them. People are now, like, hunting down LEs and CEs to get one. Uh, pirates turned out to be a pinball experience in which a lot of people loved. It's almost like the pinball experience overcame uh, the assets, uh, you know, the delinquent assets that they had. And so that's what pirates will always be. So I'm just not sure quite what Willy Wonka is because I see more of the scenes in Wizard of Oz. I see way more of the integration of the movie in The Hobbit 
And so I'm just not quite clear if this was an asset uh, reality, if this was the deal they signed, or if Joe Katz designed it to be this way, even though they did have access to everything. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're, they're comfortable telling us. Um, but this is this is just where I'm at. Now, that means the following. I'm still in on the game. I still want my collector's edition of Willy Wonka, so I'm not bailing now. But this is the main thing I'm looking for. And two things. I either expect to see stuff like this in the game or I expect them to tell us what the reality is of the game and not just say, like, see, I, what I don't like is broad statements being like, everything you remember from the movie and love will be in there. What, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, it's like when I saw the way Stern diced up Star Wars, terrible, terrible way to take that franchise and dice it up. You have a respect to these themes. You have a respect to these properties. If you can't do the property justice, if you can't do it right, if you can't make the pinball game convey and transfer that iconic movie into the pinball experience, then don't make it. I just don't want, you know, a compromised version of a theme that I love. Like, well, like, cause, cause you know why? Because there's too many great games out there that show us the way to do it. And don't say that something like a mode based upon an iconic scene from a movie. I didn't want to do that. That's rinse and repeat. No, that's not rinse and repeat. It's called this. It's what the people want. And you have to be very careful not to put, you know, your desire to be different in front of the needs of the consumer. That's marketing people. And that is why I continue to watch this hobby and I continue to get excited about this hobby and intrigued and baffled and confused by the marketing decisions these companies make. I'm told that there's a billionaire backing this company. Get it right. What is it going to cost to get the clips in the game right? If a designer comes in or a coder and says, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do mode based based upon the iconic scenes from the movie. That's when Jack needs to walk into the room and say, what are you talking about, Joe? We're not, we're not going to like break up. This has to be a mode-based game based upon the iconic scenes from the film. Are, are, those, are those conversations like, is that how it happens? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But this has been episode 353, I think, of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for tuning in weekly. Again, this wasn't an episode I planned. It's just an episode that happened. And that is why I love doing this show because you know what? Pinball is interesting. I wake up one day and, and, and something happens that I didn't expect. Um, I want to give a huge special thank you to Rodney. Um, Rodney, Rodney C. I don't want to butcher your last name, Rodney, for donating to my Patreon page. Uh, thank you so much, Rodney. I really appreciate all of you 34, 35 people out there who contribute to Canada's Pinball Podcast on Patreon. Um, it means so much to me. And I want to thank you to IE Pinball Stream for banning Canada. You don't ban Canada. Let me just let me just end on that note. You don't you don't ban me from asking questions about a game that I'm about to buy. You know, and I've seen this before. It's like, you know, I've seen other streamers be like, well you need to be respectful. You can't ask tough questions in the chat. Yes I can. Do you not know what Twitch is? Do you not know what the internet is? You want to ban conversation. You want to ban 
questions. You want to ban me from asking questions about Willy Wonka pinball. And that's that's and I'm I'm gonna say that's the reason why I'm doing this show today because I feel a little bit like slighted. You're gonna ban the guy who did a podcast about how much he loved this game. And he's just asking questions about well, why aren't we seeing the movie clips the way we love the movie? And then you want to delete all my messages. So thank you, IE Pinball, for banning Canada. And let me tell you what, let me tell you what's gonna happen. More people, because you ban me, more people will listen to this podcast then will watch your stream of Jersey Jack Pinball's Willy Wonka. So all you did now was more hurt than help the, the Willy Wonka uh, sales experience. So just just a, a lesson to all you guys out there. Thank you for banning Canada because when you ban Canada, it never ends up well for whatever you're trying to protect. So grow up a little bit, realize this is the modern world and you're grown men and if I want to ask some tough questions about a game that I have $12,500 on the line for, you know, it's, it's a free country, isn't it? Nobody likes censorship. Nobody likes when, when the moderators at Pinside like delete these kinds of questions. So thank you for banning me. That's it for today, people. And so you know, the image on this podcast, that is the screen grab I took. That when they ban me from the chat, you can see it. It's like all of Canada and all of Canada's messages have been deleted. And then someone was like, "What happened to all of Chris's comments?" Right. So that's the other thing too. Is like people see this stuff. Oh no, he he shall be stricken from this stream, so that when people watch it, they will not see these questions pop up. Really, really lame. Have a great day, everybody.